Hey guys, it is Thursday, November 20th, 2014. I'm going to do a podcast on mistakes that I've made and how I rebounded. I got that um, question from you on Instagram. I also wrote down all of your topics, so don't be surprised if they pop up over time. I'm going to try to knock out a bunch of podcasts at the end of the year like I did last year. That's when the, everything starts to slow down for me and... Um, I can take my time and we can prepare for the new year together. Quick second to let you know that I am on iTunes now. So if you're following me on the Podomatic app, you can now follow me on iTunes. I find iTunes to be a bit more organized with the podcast. So if you have questions and you wonder what I've covered, there's a really awesome list and you can pull that up on your computer as well and kind of sort of um, download what you feel like you want to listen to. Um, I'm going to get into this podcast. Oh, and this is the other thing. And I would never, ever, ever ask you to do this, but it's helpful to know if you find that you like these podcasts, it's awesome. If you rate them on iTunes, um, I just believe that that kind of stuff is good for us because the more people see what we want, um, the better the opportunities and not just because, you know, not just in an effort to lift myself up, but to encourage other people to provide the information if they have it and to also let other companies know other, you know, whatever it is that we need to have richer resources, do that. If you're not, if you don't really feel it, it's all good. Like I really only like things that you feel compelled to do because that's how I get an authentic feel and an authentic rating on what you think about what we're doing. And I always even do that in my business. Like if you follow my business, my company Curlbox, you'll probably notice that we never um, ask you to like follow us or like us or anything like that. Not because we don't want you to, but because we really, it's easier for me to measure what I'm doing based on authentic likes and authentic feedback. So, you know, we don't do sales and that's not because we don't want you to save money, but I feel like it's an exchange between the two of us respecting each other and just doing my best job. You know, one of my friends says that sales, um, can be lazy marketing. I don't know, but like it shouldn't be the first thing you think to do. And so I just try to work really hard to provide like the best experience that I can, um, every single time. So enough of that. Let's get into, this is going to be four points. So this won't be that long. Number one is, Mistakes that I made and how I rebounded. And when I thought about this, I was like, okay, I feel like all of my mistakes have been learning experiences. So I had to think like, okay, I, I'm not upset about the mistakes. I'm not ashamed of the mistakes. Um, but I'll get into the ones that are top of mind for me. Number one is trying to be what I thought I needed to be or what I had to be. And that started somewhere in my sort of late teens, early 20s. And I think it's what a lot of young people, especially when you're in college are going through, you go to school, you know, it's this ranking that we're doing with each other at the end of high school, what school are you going to What major, and you really start to only want to say things that sound sexy, like chemical engineering, I don't even know if that's a real major, but like something, you know, pre law, something that your parents think is sexy, or your peers think is sexy versus doing something that you really may love and want to do. And I did that. So I was in school to do things that I didn't really want to do. And the truth of the matter is that I kind of didn't know, but I didn't even have the guts to say I didn't know. And I don't even know if anybody gave me room to say that I didn't know. I don't think our parents do that. Um, 
So I don't even know that I had a choice, but I wish that I could have just said I didn't know or felt comfortable enough to say that. And I also did it, you know, once I got, but so far in my college career, I was so miserable, so depressed. I was even diagnosed depressed that I went to the doctor and she's and when I started telling her about my misery, her first plan of attack was to, for me to change my major, which I never even thought about doing, you know, it was like, why don't you change it to something you really want to do in love? And I'm just like, well, people, people won't think that that sounds cool. You know, I have a degree in consumer and family science with an emphasis on clothing and textiles, which is the long words for fashion. Um, but that made me happy learning color and composition and all that good stuff. I like that. And so, you know, I would say that that's how I rebounded from that. It's like, I guess the steps is to get the help. You know, sometimes we just need an assessment going to a professional. And I know that this is difficult in our community because it's like, we go to our friends first, we go to our parents. And I think that it's worth it to go to someone who's completely objective and is, is trained in this area to kind of help you along. Um, and so I changed my major, excuse me. I started interning at jobs and places that I really wanted to learn from. So money was never the top, was never the motivator for picking a job. So I didn't pick things based on what it paid. I picked things based on what I would learn. And so that is how I rebounded from that mistake. Second mistake is also, is, is a personal one, is staying in a relationship far after it ended. You know, I don't know how many times we've, I've only done this like one and a half times. So it's like the first time you ever experienced this wonderful, magical love business and it ends, you know, that was the, that happened to me when I was 20. And it was like the most devastating moment in my life. And it ended, but I, we still kept talking and hanging out and kept things murky and confused. And I remember saying to myself that I would never do that again. And so when someone, something's not working and something needs to end and it ends going back is just not good. You know, it's like I, once we're done, we're done. And I'm not saying like, I've seen some really wonderful love stories where people get back together after a year or even 10 years of being apart. But for me, I found that to be a mistake because of you know, extending something well past its expiration date. And it was just no good for me. And so now I make a habit of, and that goes even for some professional things. If I, if we just find that things aren't going to work, then it's not just going to work and we need to move on. Number three is a, uh, also personal and professional, not always doing enough research. You know, it's like, I'll do a little, and sometimes I can be very trusting. I'll trust the source so, you know, I have made the mistake of, of getting a recommendation or a referral by someone I trust and then trusting their recommendation without doing any research on this person. And so what has that done for me? Had me moving into a house that was for already foreclosed, trusted the friend, but then come to find out I move in, rent it, paying rent to this girl and the house is in foreclosure. Had I just Googled the address, I would have found that out, you know? Um, second thing in business, the same thing is that I had a trusted person refer 
someone to me to help me with some in like some really serious business matters and gave money up front only to find out this person really couldn't do the caliber of work that I needed to be done. And so that's definitely on my end that I should have gone and asked for some, um, what do you call that when you, when, you know, what are your letters of like recommendation or something from this person who can, who else can vouch for you? And, and I just didn't do a good job of that. And now I definitely try to do a better job of that. The, the sad part is that you just don't know what you don't know and you don't know how people are going to act all the time. And so you got to kind of do some blind trust here and there. And it sucks, but as long as I'm working and just doing a little bit more or a lot more than I was doing before, then that's fine. Um, number four is not speaking up when I thought the person that was mistreating me was better. And what does that mean? Because I know we get into this, this place where we think someone's better. They went to a better or higher rated college. They have more or what we perceive to be better experience. Um, they look better, whatever it is, I would allow people that I had just assumed were better than me to mistreat me at times. And I wouldn't speak up. Um, and I have made a vow and a pact to myself, and this is in work and personal to speak up when I don't like something, even if I am intimidated. Okay. Cause that's normal when you, there's been someone doing something longer than you and you feel like the small fish I get it, but there's a way, and that was one of the questions tonight, there's a way to speak up and use your voice without being, you know, without being nasty um, and without assuming. It's really kind of like laying out the facts or asking if what you're feeling is correct. And sometimes that's my approach is that, you know, this could be wrong. This could be, I could have read your email wrong. I could have misunderstood you based on what you said but that email or this conversation made me feel like you don't trust that I can do what I said I could or you aren't listening to me or you don't believe that I am whatever and that approach um I have found has been helpful uh to me and has kept things through kept things from lingering longer than they needed to. And I didn't have a fifth point, but I'm going to go ahead and nail it. I've talked about this several times on my podcast. I got a DUI, maybe I think it's three years ago now. And that was definitely one of the biggest mistakes I have ever made. And so I always encourage young people. And I tell my assistant all the time, and I'm going to say this to you because I was you. I felt like I could go to work events and I could have a couple drinks. I could have a couple glasses of wine. And if you're at a point like at the time, I was 20 pounds lighter than I was now. I was going through a rough patch and I wasn't eating. When I get really stressed, I don't eat. And so I wasn't eating and I would have had a couple drinks before I got in a car. And it's just so important to know, you know, how drinks affect your body mass, especially if you're rapidly losing weight. Um, it is not worth it to drink and drive. It is absolutely not worth it. Um, not just for you are the last person that matters. It's about others, you know, and then when it comes to yourself, it is $10,000. You were at the mercy. You know, I told you before the judge made me go back to jail twice, two mugshots. Like it's just, it's difficult. If I didn't work for myself and I was looking for a job, it would be so hard. And so I'm just telling you this young, I, I know that there are some men that listen, but young women, 
if you're going to these work events, if you're going to dinner parties, if you're doing these things, you're brunching, you know, the all day bottomless champagne brunches. There was no Uber back then and getting a cab in the sticks was crazy difficult, but it is not difficult now. It is not difficult. Download the app, any of the apps, Uber, Lyft, whatever is going to work for you and make sure that I'll Uber now, even if I don't drink and I think I'm going to have a drink and, and I don't drive. If I have more than one drink, I will not drive. And so that was a huge mistake and I didn't write it down. But every time I think about some of the stupidest things I've ever done, that's one of them. So hope that helps you as always. Contact me on the Ask FM, askask.fm backslash Mylique Teal. And you can always Instagram me or tweet me. Talk to you soon.